Turn to the 12th chapter of the book of Matthew, if you would. We're going to begin reading in the 22nd verse and, and probably read about 10 verses for your hearing tonight, 32, going through the 32nd verse. Uh, and and, and, and the, I guess the title of the night's message is, is A House Divided. And I think that's probably appropriate more than anything. A house divided. So if you would, stand in reading of reference of God's word, if you would, to sort of give him reverence whenever hearing his holy word. What a, the one blessing we can do to give him honor in all that we do. In the 22nd verse, it reads as follows. Then was brought unto him one possessed with the devil. He was blind and he was dumb. And he healed him, insomuch that the blind and dumb both spake and saw. And all the people were amazed and said, Is not this the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. And Jesus knew their thoughts, and he said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan... He is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? And if I, by Beelzebub, cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Wherefore, they shall be your judges. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is coming to you. Or else how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he bind the strong man, and then will spoil his house. He that is not with me is against me. He that is not with me is against me. And he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Wherefore I say unto you, all matter of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. But the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, and neither in the world to come. Father, thank you for your reading. In Jesus' name I pray, and amen. One of the verses that stands out in that reading right there is, is, is the one I repeated. And that he that is not with me is against me. You know, Jesus made that pretty plain as he was speaking to the Pharisees. Knowing how they felt a toward him to begin with. But he was trying to let them understand and know that, listen, if you, if you cannot be with me for what I'm doing here on this earth, you've got to be against me. And, and I, I don't believe the Pharisees were so much against him as they were afraid of him. Or there's a word about what this man was getting ready to do to the world, if you would, than really what they was mad about Jesus about. Because Christ had, had healed that man, and, and, he, and, and he gave him speech, and he gave him sight, and he gave him hearing. How can you be against somebody that, that can heal somebody like that, knowing that, because of what he had done, they were so afraid of this man. 
Now, they've tried to turn it against him and, and let him know that he was a devil, if you would, and, and, he, and he was healing these people through the devil, but Christ knew that it was more being afraid of him and what he stood for and then who he was. You know, in today's world, I, I look at the same thing. Uh, the, the world today, you know, is, it, it, it follows the same suit. Uh, that, that ain't that they hate Christ so much, but they hate what he can do and, and what he has done. And praise God for us what he's going to do. And, and that's a good thing because we look at our lives uh, uh, every single day knowing that because Christ has saved us from our sins, we know that, that we have a reward in heaven one day. Now, we don't know when that day is going to be. We, we talked about tonight during, during prayer requests how, how there's many that we talked about, 50 or younger, that's done, went home and been home, has passed away. Uh, hope and pray that, that they knew Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. But we don't know the day or the hour uh, that it's going to come. You know, you, know, you know, the angels in heaven don't even know that the Bible tells us. Uh, so we cannot uh, take for granted what time we have left here on this earth. Each and every one of us may live to be a hundred. I don't know that. I pray if we do, we're healthy in that. But if not, I pray he takes us in due time. But the Pharisees were so afraid of what Christ was. And he knew that if they couldn't get the Pharisees and those who followed those and those who believed in what they stood for and, and what he was trying to do as in his ministry, the house was going to be divided. And what is the what Bible says? A house divided cannot stand. You know, and that's a fact. Even in today's world, a house that is divided cannot stand. Well, how do you say that, Pastor? Well, let me, let me give you an example. Look at all the divorces that's going on in our world today. You know, they come just with a second breath, seems like, anymore. It just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, and just separate. And if they got two or 20 kids, it don't really matter. They go ahead and separate anyway. Don't mean nothing to them, but they still go ahead and do it. So what does that do to a house or to a home, if you would, when... When, when two people split apart, it's divided, amen? And you know if it's divided, there's no good can come out of it. Well, that's the same thing that Christ was trying to, trying to show the people there in this reading that if they was divided, what good was going to come out of it? It don't matter how many people that he healed, if he couldn't convince them that, A, he was sent here on this earth to pay the debt for our sins, if people did not understand that, that it was going to be for naught as far as what he was going to do for us. So if you didn't believe, you was against him. And if you're not with me, you're against me. And that, I believe that troubled Christ in a mighty way. Uh, it don't say it right here, and I'm not adding or taking away, but I can, only, I can only put myself in his shoes knowing that during this time and, and, and during this process of during his ministry, the things that he run up against that, that, that seemed like was just giving him a, 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 a roadblock and all that he does. You know, we go through that sometimes. No matter how good things are going, whether it be a workplace or, 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 or church or even at home, it seems like sometimes no matter how hard we try, it seems like it just don't make an impact like you'd want it to. He says right here that, that all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. But if blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. 
if you cut your TV on, and it seems like now any hour of the day, used to it was after 10 o'clock and, and, and very rarely then, but now it's just any time you turn it on, uh, you hear on blaspheming the word of God, using God's name in vain. And how awful that is, knowing that just in a second breath, Carolyn, that they'll do that and don't really care. Well, it's in the script. Well, it may be in the script, but you know, somewhere, I, if this actor is getting paid $10 trillion, million dollars to, to, to do something, uh, he hardly have enough power to say, listen, uh, we need to use something else here. We don't need to use be God's name in vain. There, there's a better way. And they can't sit there and say, well, that's the script. And if it's not in the script, uh, it just don't have the impact. Well, here's news for you, brother. If you don't change it, I'm not going to be in a movie. And if I'm not in a movie, there goes your script. So how much impact is that going to have? If Today, if the world would take a stand, If God's people would take a stand against what the world is doing to us, we could make just a little bit of impact. Well, it ain't going to make that much difference. I don't know what the big deal is. Well, you're right. It may not make a big difference, a drop in the ocean. But that ocean started from somewhere. And if we don't do nothing, what's going to get done? Nothing. So somewhere along the way, you've got to take a stand about all this that's going on. Because anytime you can cut your TV on and you hear God's name used in vain, if you're a Christian, man, you need to throw something through your TV and say, I'm done with this. You know, and you call me old school if you want to, and, and, and Maggie, you probably ain't going to understand this, but Kathy and I have started watching Touched by an Angel. And I don't know if you remember that show would come on we never did watch it because we was too busy running the roads or chasing a baseball so we didn't have time you know, to see any of that stuff but i know mom and dad watched it and i couldn't figure out why until now until now and i sat there with with amazement looking at that show and it was i think in 2001 maybe and, and i and i make the comment every time i see this see an episode come on i'm sitting there thinking I can't believe they aired that on regular broadcast TV, that they would actually show the true meaning of God for the world to see. I can't believe that. And I'm sitting here thinking, have, have, uh, what's happened? And I'm thinking how good it was some 20 years ago even. It seems like an eternity, I guess, to us now because we don't see it. But, you know, only 20 years ago, they were showing them episodes of Touched by an Angel, which in my eyes is, is, is as good as any Sunday morning preacher you'd want to watch because it has true meaning about God and what he stands for. And knowing that in every episode that I've watched, it's the bottom line is this, because God loves us so much is the reason why we're here for you. I'm sitting there thinking, we try to preach that and we try to place that in, in our people's hearts that because God loves us is because we can have the life and have life more abundantly, the Bible tells us. But we started watching that because, just because of what I was talking about, blasphemy and 
using God's name in vain. And, and, and just the world today, just, they just have no concern no more. So, you know, you come at my house, you're going to be watching that or a good western or, or something. Uh, episode of Matlock. You might be watching Matlock, too. We've got into watching that. And, and it's that's so bad. I'm telling you how bad that's got. We started recording it, Elena. And I don't know if you remember Matlock or not. You may be too, too young for that, but uh, uh, yeah, we watched it all the time. And and so here we are again, uh, coming full circle. But you know, it's something that you watch. You don't have to worry about nastiness. And 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 and, and, and I'll just tell you, a little sometimes is too much, but a lot is is what we're getting these days. So if you can't be for him, what are you? Right. Are you against him? Yeah. No, I love the Lord. I know you do, and I, and I know I'm not saying you don't, but I'm saying the world, okay? I'm not saying you, the world. Or the, even to say the churches. What kind of stand are they taking? Do you know 65% of Christians determine who goes and who don't go into office every four years? You're just looking at me. That's the truth. And you sit there and ask yourself, well, how can that be? Well, it's a fact. So what do they stand for these days? I have a dear friend that, and I don't want to get on a political platform because it is what it is. But I asked my dear friend, I said, there is no way that I could support anybody that supports abortions. I can't. It, it don't matter if Clarence was running. I couldn't vote for him if he supported abortions because my faith don't allow it. And if, and if I bend the rules a little bit, who wins in this? So if we can't take a stand in what we believe and how we believe, <laughs> where are we at with a walk with the Lord? If 65% of the people that's so-called Christians can vote somebody into any office, we're in pretty bad shape. We're in bad shape. And if it's 65 now, Lord, what's it going to be in 20 years? We see, we've talked about many a times, uh, uh, the state of the church and the small churches. And I know we think about it. Each one of us probably here tonight has thought about what's going to be the, uh, what's the church is going to look like, the small church is going to look like in 30 years. Fast forward 30 years, 50 is 80. 60 is 90. What happens to our churches? All of them's a lot. You know, we, we, think, we look at this church and that's that because we don't have the young support of young people, but, you know, all the, all the, most of the small churches are the same way. They might be one out of ten will be different, but they're not going to be able to survive either. So what happens to them if something don't happen to the church? Why have we gotten the shape we got into? 
because he sat there and he chipped away a little at a time until now that little chip is a great big rock. And, and now that we're looking at it, we understand what they was doing. In the 33rd verse it reads, Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt. That way at least a tree would be known. At least you'll know what it is, whether it's a good tree or a bad tree. He says, O generation of vipers, he says, how can you, being evil, speak good things? Clarence, you can't. You may put out there things that you want people to think are good, but you can't speak them. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You know, the tongue is probably one of the smallest muscles in your Bible, in, in your body, but you know it does more damage than any muscle that you have. It can. But you know it could do more good on the other hand. Because in the 35th verse, he tells us this. He says, A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. And we do. Out of the goodness of the heart. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. Now, church, I need you to understand right here, uh, Christ is, is saying some pretty hard things. And I don't know if he, if, if, if he said these things because he was disturbed at the Pharisees because what they had said and done. Was, was, was he a little upset or was he just landing on the line for his people? He said, I say unto you that every idle word that man sh men shall speak, they'll give account for. Therefore, in the day of judgment. Now, now Clarence, that's hard, buddy. Every word, every word that a man speaketh will give account for. For the words that shall be justified and by the words thou shalt be condemned. So it's simple. You speak good things, you'll be justified. If there's speak evil things, you won't be justified and you'll be judged. A house divided cannot stand, and Christ is trying to get his people to understand that, knowing that every kingdom Divided against itself, ain't gonna make it. You know, we look at our days, the day's world, and and we sort of relate ourselves to to this scripture and and how the world is today. But you know, brother Ray, you can flip over, over to any part of the Bible you want to and just start reading, and it's gonna hold true the way things are in the world today. You look at the time how Israel went through all the turmoil that they went through. Well, they went through a lot of that because, Brother Tony, they brought it on themselves. Right. Right. You know, he turned, they turned their back on God so much 
God did have no other choice but to turn his back on them. So we ask, why does God let bad things happen these days? Why? Why did all them people get killed in a World Trade Center, for instance? And that's been, what, 2001, 20 years ago, I guess. You know, I'm sure there was people at that time asking, why did, why did your God let this happen if he's so good? Why has he turned his back on you? And see, the question we need to be asking is why do we turn our back on him? You know, we ask why does bad things happen to good people? Well, what does good people do when bad things happen to them? That's what you need to be asking. What do we do? We do good things. Jesus knew that when he healed this man on the Sabbath, because that's what made the Pharisees so, so upset, because he, he healed on the Sabbath. If you read previously back in that chapter, it, it'll tell you. And that's, that's, that was one of the things that they felt that they could, they could hold against Jesus is thinking, well, th this man can't be who he says he is because he's healed on the Sabbath. Right. I, I, I've done some research today uh, <laughs> about Mormon belief. And don't ask me why, I was Chris. I just want to get a little smarter, I guess, because I'm, I'm ignorant. <laughs> and, but one of the things that I agreed with the Mormon belief was this. They keep the Sabbath holy. Now, don't you listen to this. <laughs> they have service for about maybe three hours on Sunday morning. And then they let the people of the church, if they whoever wants to, stand up and tell their testimony. And then after that, they say they go home and spend time with their families the rest of the day. No restaurants, no gas stations, no stopping at Woggles for coffee, nothing. They go home. You know, Tony, I remember them days pretty much uh, when there was only two things that I ever seen open on a Sunday, and that was Kenny Ayler's store and Fat Gaines' restaurant, and that was it. And now, look. They've got down where you have to come in and work on Sunday. That's awful. You shouldn't ever have to do that. But because of us, our restaurants is open because, you know, the, the, the Methodists and the Baptists got to have somewhere to eat. You think the Pharisees was mad at Christ for healing on the Sabbath? Imagine how bad they'd be today or what the people are doing on the Sabbath. You know, that's something that we could turn back pretty easily. You know, that's, that's an easy fix for God's people to just go to church on Sunday and then spend the rest of the day home with family. Yeah, you may have to cook a little bit or make a sandwich or, or, or whatever, bag of chips, but you know that would do just fine. Yeah. Nothing like having family around on Sunday evening, are they, Carolyn? Get to see that new great-great-grandbaby. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. Kathy and I get to spend our Sundays afternoons over in Mama's house. Uh, that's a good time. Uh, time that we cherish anymore because uh, she just turned, what, 91 uh, a few days ago herself. So she's getting long in years herself. Uh, 
How do you think Christ feels about his people on the Sabbath? That's one thing about the Mormon belief that I, I sort of are in line with. And now there's some things that I'm not in line with. Let me say that also, but uh, they still hold true to that belief like we used to. Christ says, if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is coming to you. God had a chore or a challenge, if you would, when he began his ministry here on this earth. And he knew what he was going to come up against, the naysayers and, and those who would try to strike him down, but he, he didn't fail. He kept on fighting to find knowing that he was sitting here on this earth for a reason and that's to save those who would believe in him. The bottom line is to save those who believe in him. So if your house, if you believe in Christ Jesus and your family believes in him and you know that because of what he did and shed the blood on the cross, if you understand what he's done for you, your house has a good chance of not being divided. And that's about the best news I can give you this evening, that if you believe in Jesus, your house can stand strong if you'll let it. But if you turn your back to him, or if you're against him, how are you going to line up in the last days? You know, that was some pretty hard scripture that, that I read here this evening. Uh, it, it's hard. To, if, 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 you're, if you're young enough to understand it, it's got to be real hard for you. But you need to understand this. Uh, Christ paid a mighty big price for us to sit here this evening. It was double hard for him because he had to obey his father and also go to the cross. As we get closer to Easter, I hope we can get our hearts settled. Uh, I want you to to pray about Easter. I I really do. I want you to pray hard about this uh, because I I know God's got something special for us. I do. I believe that with all my heart. Uh, Whatever it is, let this time enrich you, if you would. Like I said, said, within three weeks now, it's getting closer. Let's stand if you would. Remember, a house divided cannot stand. No way, shape, form, or fashion. I know we as God's people knows that because we see the world today. Let's pray for those houses if you would because they need our prayers.